Okay, I'm still trying to figure this out. You were spotted by everyone, left a trail of bodies behind you, and took at least 50 bullets to the head. Sure did. And don't forget everything I blew up that we could have used for evidence. You also left an electronic trail everyone in the world can follow, and the target got away while you were shooting all of his henchmen. Anything to say for yourself? Well, heck, all I had to do was verify that he was there. I did it, and the mission was a complete success. You're gonna forget all that other stuff before I finish talking. Now, a podcast so grand. Whoa! So magnificent and so vast, it spans from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Phil. How do you choose the best equipment? And Mike. The one that looks the best, dude! Phil, Mike, this is really quite simple. Unless you get an A-plus on your final oral report in video game history tomorrow, I have no choice but to flunk the boat of you. Two epic airheads. Mike, we are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. One time-traveling telephone booth. Uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. I'm here to help you with your history report. Who knew the history of video games could be such an excellent adventure? Yo, dude, I have experience bar. How do I get experienced? It's like when you learn stuff for a long time, you know? Oh, oh, look, Mike. Okay, let's check it out. Hey, who is this old dude? It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, excuse me, old dude. Do you know if there's any bogus bosses of historic significance here? How's it going, ugly pixelated dude? These are your hosts, Philip Willis. Those are some hot magic slinging babes. And Mike Meeky. It's a gaming report, not a babe report. And all kinds of games from RPG Backtrack. If you guys are really us, what game are we thinking of? Shining Force, dude! Dudes! This is Phil and Mike's Excellent RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack number 154, Delta Force. I am your host, Bill Willis, and this is my light, good counterpart, Mr. Mike Minky. Where did Mike go? Hi. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you claimed that he was the good version. He, he always complains. Yeah, he always complains that I call him like this dark shadow and stuff, like my dark half or whatever, and... So, you know, I felt it was only fair to give him some light. You know, he's just dropped off the call after that introduction. I... Well, I am the orange half, which means Sam is the teal half. Say hey. The hell? The color balance is about... Never mind. Point your chair at the microphone. I am. No, you're not. You're pointing your chair at me like you always do. You have a beautiful face. Yeah, so does Phil. Stared Phil's little blinky avatar thing. Hi, Phil. Blinky avatar. No, no, Kate. No, this is already getting off the tracks. No, no, no. We're, we're... Can we can we get started? Yeah. Let's talk about C. C's great. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about this little game called Alpha Protocol, which we're gonna do when we take a quick little break. I'll let you listen to some Alpha Protocol music or something. We'll be right back. Alpha.
ready for the main event where we just take one game and tear it into little bits and pieces and share with you the juicy little details that fall out. We're ready to talk about Alpha Protocol, developed by Obsidian Entertainment, published by Sega. This was released on Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, and the Xbox 360 in North America on June 1st, 2010. This is a single-player stealthy action RPG shooter. Hashtag Team C. (laughs) Hashtag Team C. Hashtag it doesn't work on Steam! No, 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 no. Hashtag Team C because everybody on staff loves the character C and she's from this game. And she's the best character ever. And we'll get to her at some point. But just to begin, hashtag C Team C. For the record, we are doing that thing with your fingers you do when you say hashtag. <laughs> just, just to make it a little more obnoxious for all those people who do not like the word hashtag. Or do not like C. You suck. Well, I feel like more people are going to be upset by the fact that we're using the word hashtag with only a little bit of irony. Whereas, <laughs> you know what, you either like C or you don't like this game. So yeah, Alpha Protocol, it's a stealth-based shooter that Sega put out. I say shooter lightly because apparently that's how all the reviewers played this game and therefore really hated it. Well, It's like the worst shooter ever, you guys. Part There was also this big part of the whole thing where Sega was like, hey... Obsidian, we're going to screw you because you're Obsidian. And what would be the point of being Obsidian if you weren't going to get screwed by the publisher? Am I right? Ha ha ha. Is, is there a case where Obsidian was not screwed by the publisher? I'm um, I'm going to say Pillars of Eternity because the publisher... Was them. Was them? So in, in every case where Obsidian was not its own publisher, it got screwed royally. Oh, yeah. Weirdly okay. enough, Ubisoft didn't screw them over. No, they just said, you know what, we're going to fix this. And it was great. It was a weird partnership. I'm, I'm sure Ubisoft hated doing it, but... That does it, not it sound like the worked. Ubisoft I know. I know, that that's the, that is the thing that they keep coming back to. It's like, are we sure this is Ubisoft? Are so, you sure I mean, you're not going to make me install some proprietary system that's a complete pain in the butt to work your games? Oh, no, it's a social network now. Oh, that's even better. I know, right? So yes, in Hashtag true, you play sucks. <laughs> so in true Obsidian fashion, we have a really great conversation system, a really great story, really awesome characters, and really crappy gameplay. Crappy gameplay that doesn't work. Yes. Let, let's establish that. This let's, is let's, let's throw it out there. Like The only good weapon in this game is a pistol. <laughs> well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into put- that. I have to put more points into the pistol to make it actually hit at people beyond, what, 50 feet away all the time, right? Yes, but let's dial this back to premise. You play Agent, insert your name here, codename Agent Michael Thornton, who is a CIA episode from, insert your choice of background here. Are you Bond? Are you Well, no, no, you actually decide if you're, like, from the military or specialists or if you're a street thug. It's the first thing. It only matters for, like, your first level up. I I think I remember correctly if I... I think I put military because it made doing Saudi Arabia a little bit easier because I had inside knowledge. Because I remember it gives you a perk for that first mission. Yeah, and there, there's and that and that's this game is that you choose a thing and it helps you in the next thing and it maybe changes the dialogue option down the way. But the Michael Thornton is tasked by a double secret black blacker than black ops group 
to um, track down a Saudi arms merchant, at which point he is suddenly but inevitably betrayed by his handlers, uh, and then he goes rogue uh, and tears them apart while also attacking their support network, including some Roman guy and a Russian arms dealer and... Triads. A triad guy and some democratic revolutionaries from Thailand and something with a boat. I think that was a Russian guy. There, it, he's the it, party it was episode. a lead-up to the Russian guy. There was a boat. There was a party boat with a disco. It was there was great. a disco boat. And then at the end of it, you infiltrate your old base, uh, shoot the hell out of your first boss, and um, make out with a lady in true spy movie fashion. Actually, this game rewards you for making out with all the ladies. It also rewards you for not making out with any of them, which is interesting. <laughs> yes, and the, the thing this game hangs its, its hat on is the dialogue system, which Telltale totally ripped off and then made slightly better? I'm going to say slightly better. Wherein you interact with characters on different stances uh, based on the great uh, JBs of spy fiction. Contemporary spy fiction. I, I might want to explain who those JBs are. For so JB, spot. if you haven't, you know, watched The Kingsman, is uh, Jason Bourne, James Bond, or Jack Bauer. Because Jason Bourne is just kind of there to get the job done. James Bond is to be friendly and playful about the whole thing. And Jack Bauer is there to make you eat your own socks. He was very good at that. Uh, occasionally there's a fourth option, which is usually boot to the head. Yeah. Presaging the renegade interrupt of uh, later Bioware games. And the unique part about this dialogue system is the fact that you can play it one way. You can play it completely unpredictable. There's no set tone to how you want to play this character. You can just make the choices yourself. Like, if you want to be more on the Bond side of things, you can play the choices to that. You can play it completely unpredictable. Like, there's not necessarily an overall reward for sticking to one style. You approach each character in certain ways and feel them out. And, you know, what? some characters like it or appreciate your aggression or appreciate that you're friendly, or don't really like that you're just straight-to-business-all-the-time guy. They tend not to like it when you boot them in the face, but boot to the face is still It's valid. always a viable option. It's always valid. With good reason. There are some people who just deserve it. Yeah, I mean, some guys who just want to kick. Triad Man. The worst boss fight in that game. All the boss fights are the worst boss fights. Yeah, but I remember how much trouble I had with so one of the missions is you go to, um, is it it's Thailand or China? Or it is both? it is Thailand. It's Thailand. But there are the, Chinese triads. The, the triads are there as well as uh, democratic revolutionaries, right. as well as members of both governments. It, it's this weird four way madness revolutionary thing where you're shooting guys and fireworks are going off, and then you have a weird fisticuffs slash mook summoning thing with a terrorist leader in two adjacent hallways. So you're just kind of doing, like, if you ever chase like your kid sister around like a kitchen table and you get to that moment where you're just hopping back and forth on different ends, yeah, it is that. It is that, the boss fight. 
Only what makes the boss fight equally miserable is the fact that he can just sneak up on you oh, in yeah, ninja he, fashion. He teleports. But he can't. You can turn invisible briefly because you leveled up stealth, which is only the one of the four skills worth leveling. Outside of pistol. Well, there's pistol, stealth, the electronics one, and the safe cracking one. That's all you need, really, for the I mean, hand to hand is nice. It hand to hand is actually kind of handy for some of the other. Like, when you have to go to Rome, it hand to hand is your friend in that one. Like, it complements stealth, is what it comes down to, but you only need to get up to, like, five points in it. Pretty much. The rest of those points can be for pistols. Like, it, Alpha Particles is this sort of bizarre. I hate to call it a game in some ways because. It's a mishmash of amazing ideas, but the gameplay is and just so just, rough around the edges. It, it does fall apart. Like There are other games that have attempted things from it. Like I mentioned, the Telltale stole the dialogue system. Um, subsequent uh, Splinter Cell games have tried to steal like the safe house aspect of the game, where you once you get to a hub, your, your mission hub is a safe house. And from there, you can upgrade weapons, buy special gear... Have sex. Make out with the ladies... Answer your email, which may or may not further your makeouts with ladies. Well, mostly just your partner. What's her face? Well, there's that. And May- also- Mina. Mina, that was her name. And also, you can uh, buy not just character upgrades, like you can improve your body armor and uh, customize your guns, but you can also, say, decide to drop your money on a perk for the mission. We were wrong. It was Taipei, not Thailand. Well, Taipei is where? Taiwan. Okay. Yeah, that, that you win this round, geography. Scott failed geography today. <laughs> Based okay. on my limited experience, I have seen the terrorists and whatnot like to stash huge duffel bags full of money around their location. Oh, over. yeah. Like, you'll, you'll be in the middle of, you know, hey, the Russian mob is raiding a CIA a headquarters, and here's these duffel bags full of money. Would you like the money? You should take the money. It's also where you meet C. C actually encourages you to take well, money, because C is... I've mentioned her before. C is an ex-Strasi agent. So she's kind of playing two sides in the game, and when you first meet her, she just totally comes out of nowhere, guns blazing, and she's like, watch me bitch slap you, because I'm actually stronger than you. She actually is for what is a sixty-five-year-old. She's a sixty-five-year-old former KGB a assassin who's just you know having fun being an old lady mercenary. Oh yeah. Why retire when you're still good at it? I mean, yeah. Well, that and that's, that's sort of her joke. That, that that's basically where she comes down to, and it's like she's still good at it, so she does it. And I mean, just to further it, she's also the one that, depending on how you play Thornton, you can get certain amounts of information. If you play aggressive, you'll always get more information out of her because she likes it rough. And she all and there are also I'll mention that one of the ways you have perks is that you select uh, one of the characters to be your voice with an internet connection, which is a staple of games now and I guess is kind of impossible to avoid. But now you get to pick who that is and they and that determines your perk for the mission. And also interacts with the complex Knights of the Old Republic tiles style web of likes and dislikes and approves and disapproves system. And the other, you know, partners aren't worth mentioning because he actually is the one with the best perk. Because she just helps you obliterate people. 
She she will. And she has she a better wrecks, shot than you do. So. She she wrecks she wrecks stuff. And yeah, like I love the interactions with that particular character just because if you play the Bond style, she like totally thinks you're a pussy. It's really funny. She's just kind of like, um, no, honey, you're not understanding what I want from you, which is sex. So here's the deal. You're going to be aggressive. I'm going to enjoy it. And then we both get what we want. And it's great. Like, she is the best character because there's a different female character you have to deal with in the game in Rome. And the major choice in Rome that you have to do is save all these people from this building that's going to be bombed or only save the female love interest. It's a pretty stupid choice. And hilariously, the female character will hate you if you choose to pick everyone but her. Because that makes total sense, right? I hated that character. But because I wanted the achievement for sleeping with everybody, I nuked everybody. <laughs> Against my better judgment. Mm. Well, I don't remember what you did, though. No, you still like to you make out with her. Huh? You make out with her before like you that mission. Yeah, and I still had to nuke everybody to keep her around to get the achievement. No, you don't. And you do! Maybe I was way more awesome at talking to her Maybe than you, you were. so I got the makeouts before. Maybe you did. I, I don't know. I just know I had to nuke everybody and I was miserable because I was like, babe, you weren't worth that effort in nuking everybody. Everybody should have been alive and you should have died because you're a horrible person. There, I said it. And then type A was the hot redhead, wasn't it? Who's like a journalist or something. Yeah, who betrays you suddenly but inevitably. She's a red hot redhead. I feel like that's expected because, you know, that's what Black Widow does repeatedly. The thing about hot redheads, you don't trust them. They don't give you good reasons most of the time other than they're a really hot redhead. I got nothing. Ooh, but yeah, she I, sells you out. I better not tell my boss that. She's very, very proud of being a redhead. <laughs> well, no. Th this game likes to remind you that redheads can be, you know, not nice. I can't remember her name, but, like, when she betrays you, I mean, you can just totally rip her apart or you can make the argument that, like, you can totally just blackmail her and have it work both ways. But again, it depends on how you play Thornton to make it work. Because a lot of the time, you can miss dialogue options just for picking a different option. That's part of what makes it a really engaging game, is you have to slug through the combat parts, which are less interesting, to get to the dialogue and the story bitch, where you really can shape how you want the story to go. And it does a really good job most of the time. I mean, there's a couple bits in the game where the story takes some odd turns, but... I don't know, I'm kind of forgiving towards it because at the end of the day, I'm, I always look at how much fun I had playing that game. Even though everything was put all your points into pistol. Well, based on my brief experience, I noticed that um, there serves, are a lot of medicine cabinets that you can use as you go around. I mean, first aid kits are everywhere. Well, I mean, part of the issue is this game does the under-the-table dice roll that nobody likes. So you can be standing in front of a guy totally headshotting him, and the dice roll can still work against you. I don't know how many times that happened to me where I just wanted to scream, because I was, like I said, in front of the guy, and the game was like, nope, you missed. I'm like, you know, in real life, he'd be dead, because it's point-blank range. Screw you, game. I seem to and remember that... there were a couple times when I tried to take out guys with turrets, and I made the mistake of trying to climb up there and do it with close range with them because, you know, shooting at them from a distance was not doing anything consistently yeah. enough, and bam, the machine gun hits me in the chest, 
and I'm dead. Well, that's, yeah. that is realistic, but kind of annoying. Well, that's just it. Like, the game does a better... <laughs> the, the game likes to work against the player so much at times that you'll have moments where the game feels a little on the cheap side. Like, the, the Taipei boss fight is actually the best example of that, where you'll totally think you have the boss pinned, and then he'll just disappear... And then he stabs you in the back, and then you have to play the run around in circles and hopes that he doesn't get you again. And it repeatedly happens. The worst part is, he will almost always get criticals every time he manages to hit you. And you can barely knock off even a critical hit. That's why I hated that boss fight. It was like, after I played the game, I'm like, I love this game. I'm never doing that boss fight again. And I remember because I actually made Scott do it. That's how mad I was at the game. Also, this was an era when Sam was not really keen on action RPGs. Yes, I was So there learning. was a great deal of honeydew gaming in my life. I'm not as bad anymore. I, did, I cleared a, a fair a few chunks of New Vegas for you too. Yeah, now I know how to do them by myself. So Yeah. You know, in, in those three other playthroughs of New Vegas, I did them all on my own. But yeah, I mean there were just some boss fights in that game. Like there were some that were really easy. The Saudi Arabia boss fight, the first one is probably the easiest one you'll get in the game. The last boss fight in the game, where there's a guy standing behind a turret the whole time, it's kind of a bitch. Oh, I hated that boss fight. Oh, it made me so angry. I'll drink to that. Like, I hate turret-related boss fights. I hate them in any game I play. And it's just because of the fact that often people, when they design the turret boss fights, they don't take into the account of of, a fair (laughs) ever. And I can think of so many games that I've played where this has happened. It's also this thing where stealth is a perfectly valid option until you hit the boss fights, and then there's maybe a little thing you can do where you're popping behind cover to do it, but it's mostly just... It's mostly just, hey... You're you're stuck you're 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 stuck hugging that wall and taking your pot shots. And that's not fun. And I, like I said, any game I've played where there is a turret related boss fight, be it Human Revolution, um Call of Juarez, Gunslinger has a really bad one. There's just something about the whole having to play the well, turrets- knock a pot shot off that is just so bloody annoying. Well honestly, uh s- turrets are the worst thing in games. Bo- yeah. Turret boss fights, always bad. Turret sections in gameplay, always bad. Just the worst ever. And, I mean, thank God Alpha Protocol's not excessive with the turrets. Like, I think Rome is still the worst area with turrets. Um, but because the gameplay is already pretty broken in Alpha Protocol, oh, it makes Rome really annoying. And Rome's one of the easier areas. Well, Scott, so, I, yeah. based on what little I've played so far, I couldn't help but get flashbacks to Deus Ex, except uh, you know, not done really as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard to do better than Deus Ex, but this sure as hell isn't. Yeah. Well, and again, that's the problem. I think that they set the bar, as Obsidian does, crazy high for themselves. And then just sort of went, uh, flip the table, I guess it's a game. Well, Sega sort of flipped the table on them. And said it's a game. In between saying, could this be more like Mass Effect, please? We want to make a game (laughs) like Mass Effect. Mass Effect 1, mind you. Yeah. Which was not necessarily where they were going. And I think if this had 
been mo- more overtly Mass Effect-y, it would have been reviewed as an RPG by the broader press, and people not a might shooter. have, you know, been nicer to it, or maybe not. Who knows? Either way, this game probably needed another year of development. I don't think probably. If, like, if we're going to judge it on stealth elements, you know, since this is what I did experience and what little I've played, I can judge it. It's kind of funny that the bodies just kind of vanish after about 10 seconds on the ground. Look, no one wants to... The corpse hiding game is dumb and boring. It is dumb and boring. Nobody likes it. It's also really it. Nobody likes it. <laughs> See, that's... That, I mean, and that's my problem with, like, stealth games, period. The idea that I have to wait before I can go kill somebody, get past them, whatever the deal is, that that's already testing my patience right there. Wait, I, I see, just want Phil, two machine guns in each hand, so I can just... I, Phil, you and I are the same, though, okay? Because you and I like to play the games where it's like, screw you, I'm rushing up and beating yeah. it's not out of you, and then going to the next section. See, I can appreciate yes. a, a stealth game that turns it into a puzzle, that sort of, that sits down and says, okay, these are the rules. We're going to, to these are the rules for these characters. We're going to give you as much information as we can. Go. And it's kind of rare for that to actually happen, I think. Well, I think, I think um, cameras. Mark of the, yeah. The cameras in this game are just irritating as hell because all they have to do is glimpse you for a tenth of a second and bam, the alarm goes out. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there is an achievement in this game to get past all the alarms. I'm impressed if anyone can actually do it, because I had no patience for it. But again, I'm like Phil, you know? You just want to go pew-pew die and go on with it. And then pew-pew die again and go on with it. Yeah, and you still can't do that because your bullets might not hit their mark. Well, exactly. Alpha Protocol's not fair in that regard because nobody likes invisible dice rolls. No okay. one. Well, long as we're long as we're knocking it a bit, can we talk about the mini games you have to play to do things like unlock the doors or? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on real fast though. Oh, okay. Like yeah, I agree. We don't like a lot of misses. Period. Even in a turn-based RPG where players are you know rolling dice and missing here and there, the misses are never ever exciting, right? Uh, unless the monster's missing you. But at the very least, the the game needs to be more transparent about what it's doing and maybe not have misses 85% of the time and and, and watching somebody play this. I'm just but seeing them Phil, shoot over and over and over but, again. But, right Phil, in the so head. much fun to be aiming at a, at a guy. You can clearly see that he's in your target sights and you keep so missing nice. and you run out of ammo because even <laughs> when you do hit him, it's not enough. Right, that's the weird thing. Like, I'm watching him play, and and it's not just that he's missing once in a blue moon at Point Blank. He's, like, missing, like, two out of three shots. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and, and that's what I was saying to you is it's the problem of you can be in Point Blank range yeah. and still miss. Yeah. That, it's, because okay. that makes sense. Well, and... And we miss have, over we, and over again. Yes, that is true. And then we have the minigames. All right, so, minigames. So oh, to hack a computer... You have to play this weird thing where you have uh, two strings of numbers and that a big... Not moving amongst a sea of matrix text. Yeah, and you have to match your the strings of numbers that are matched to your thumbsticks with their position on the actual board. And it's... Awful. Well, there's this weird thing you can do where you defocus your eyes and you can spot them all of a sudden... It's something I got good at, but I never said I liked it. I hated it. Uh, Lockpicking is the lockpicking from Oblivion, but worse. Yeah, Yeah, I I would take 
the <clears throat> the computer hacking over the lock picking, and that says something about the lock picking. And I hated both in this game. And then there's the weird. Then there's the weird matching game for uh, panels, like alarm panels where, and keypads, where you have oh, to yeah. match a number to a, a circuit. And the circuit layout, there's only like four circuit layouts. You can usually figure I like that one because I can do those. So, so you basically memorize those four, and then it, then you kind of know, okay, four is there, three is there. Boom, boom, you're done. Boom, boom, and you're done. But, yeah... Yeah. They're awful. Let's let's be honest. Like there's there's nothing nice. And they get worse, and they're much worse if you don't take the time to level up lock picking and electronics, which are the other two skills you should have points in. What else would you like to know about Alpha Protocol? Uh, who are our voice actors? That's what I should find out. Eh. <laughs> Team C. Team C is best. Like I said you could ask. Pretty much everybody on staff, and they will tell you C is the best. So, because nobody likes Mina. Okay, so, huh? It's a bunch of people I don't know other than Jim Cummings. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. What'd you say? So we have our uh, various, you know, we have the various uh, voice actors, including James Hong, longtime character actor who has played Asian He's- man in everything. Yeah, he's been in everything from Way of the Dragon to uh, that. That horrible Men in Black ripoff with uh, who was it? Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges a couple years ago. Oh, R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah, he he's he's Jack Black's dad in Kung Fu Panda. That's all we really care about. And what's his Panda. name from Mulan and a billion episodes of TV shows? Be a man. No, he's not. <laughs> no, you must be swift as a coursing river. With all the force of a great typhoon. Oh, hey. Guess who? With all the strength of a raging fire. Mysterious as the darks. Copyright violation. That's the thing. You were the one that was yelling at me to get started, and you're dragging this into a song and dance number, Phil. You started. I started nothing. You mentioned (laughs) the actor from Mulan. That is your fault, okay? Not that actor. Oh. Yeah, we, we, the dad. The dad. Oh. McNowen's dad, oh. Bill. The flower yeah. that blossoms in adversity yeah. is the most beautiful of all. See, all right, there we go. So C. So right. C is voiced by the major herself, Mary McGlynn. That's right. I forgot about that. That's so that's awesome. rad. That makes her double awesome. And then, you know, Stephen Heck was... North and North. we had Norlin North, because you have to have Norlin North, or it's not a video Stephen game. Stephen Heck was actually an interesting character. He was a sarcastic little prick. Yeah. I kind of loved him for it. His boss fight sucked, though, as, you know, was good and proper in this game. Oh my god, I hated his well, boss fight. Well, you said the Saudi Arabia boss fight isn't too bad, right? Yeah. It's actually the, I guess... Well, that's one where you can get, like, elevation on everything and just Pot tap, shot every, everybody? tap everyone. Like, if you have a sniper rifle, the only time you need to use it in the game, that's the boss fight to do it in, because you can just pick everybody off. Yeah. But yeah, like... Unless you don't have points in rifles yet, right? <laughs> yeah. Then you're screwed. Then you're screwed, like always. But uh, the music is comes from uh, tr- Trans Pioneer BT. I don't remember the music, but... Based on what I've heard, they got someone with cred to be an E. They got someone with EDM cred to generate an EDM score. I guess. 
Yeah, based on what I've heard so far, it's very film score-esque. Oh, wait, no, that's just the main theme. The, most of the music came from Jason Graves, who does a lot of video game stuff. And we get our one one license track, Autographs, Turn Up the Radio, which you'll hear a billion times because it's in a boss fight and you have to do it over and over. Oh, isn't that the Breako boss fight on the yeah. boat? No, that that that's the... It, it is Breako, but it is not on his boat. It's in his party castle. Right! It's in the party castle with the disco ball and the flashing lights and... Oh, that's actually the other easiest boss fight in the game. Kind of. Breako's really easy if you can just, like, push him into a corner. You, you kind of have to ch- you, you, you have to cheese, cheese it. it, and the che- whether you get the circumstance to cheese it is luck based. But there you go. Yeah, he's. But until then, turn up the radio. Actually, that whole scene is really funny though, because Breko is actually a hilarious character. Like he has no good reason for anything he's doing. He's just really giggly and just wants people to pay attention to him because he thinks he's adorable. And meanwhile, he's, like, a total idiot. So there you go. <laughs> um, that is okay. what the game sounds like. Oh, uh, um, and of course, it, because it's a video game, Grey Delisle's in it. <laughs> she plays a Russian gangster? I'm trying to remember which character she Lee. Is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you you both played it on console, right? We yeah. played it on PS3. Which is apparently okay. the least worst option. Hilariously. And unlike many other Obsidian games on PC, there's no fan patch that makes it good. Whereas all our reviewers, I believe, either played it on PC or 360. (laughs) I know Glenn played it on PC, and he loved it regardless of, you know, the actual problems that exist in the game. He did. But that's just because, again, RP Gamer is this weird site where, for some reason, we loved Alpha Protocol, we appreciate its flaws... Even though we understand that there are parts of it that are just severely broken. Unless your name's Trent Seeley, then you absolutely hate this game with every fiber of your being. I seem to remember that. Every time it's brought up in Trent's hearing, he... Oh, he's a... A switch flips in his mind. It makes him miserable. But yeah. Like, this is just one of those weird games where we were the opposite of the press for the most part. Um, We quite enjoyed it. Whereas most of the press were like, it's not a good shooter. Well, that's the point, guys. It's actually not a shooter, believe it or not. Um, you know, I played it a couple of years ago. I remember having a lot of fun playing it, even though I was absolutely terrible at it. Um, and yeah, like, it's one of those games where just, you have to have a lot of patience, and I know that is hard. But I feel like the story itself is worth experiencing, even if the boss fights are worse than the ones in Human <laughs> Revolution. Man, the boss fights were as bad as Human Revolution. Ugh, oh, actually, God, the textures are... I'm looking at screenshots now. Oh, man. It's not the, that nice looking. The anymore. textures are muddier than I remember. Oh, no, it, it, what was really bad about the textures is you you would run into a room or a Lopez game or whatever and, and just sit there and wait and wait for it. Like, I, there was one There was one time... One day my shirt is going to look like a sweater, but right now it's just this black It's just this black thing. And it takes like a full, almost a half minute to pop in with the uh, textures. Oh so yeah, ever... there's, there's some bizarre <laughs> pop in and slow down and oh, oh, this game. Um, again... It's a good thing that I made him look like a guy wearing a SWAT vest and wearing Cyclops glasses because that doesn't take too long to load. I don't know. <laughs> It's all good. It's just one of those things where, again, you know, I always tell people, Obsidian should just write games and then leave the coding part to someone competent. 
maybe stop taking publishing deals that they can't maintain. Also a good idea. Yes. Yes, maybe stop getting locked into set release dates that must be met regardless of whether the game is ready. For some reason, I'm thinking of Sith Lords now. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? But Sith Lords got fixed. It did. This game... Not so much. Not so much. And it's an Unreal 3 game. People have modding tools for Unreal 3. I'm not understanding what happened there. Um, effort? Effort. <laughs> That's Alpha Protocol in a nutshell. Hashtag Team C. Hashtag Team C! And so. I can tell you that getting it working on Steam for me was quite a challenge. I tried it multiple times. It took me to the play, reset... Credits, uninstall screen, and then it just exited from that immediately. I looked around. I saw, hmm, okay, take out this NVIDIA program. That'll yeah, do it. Yeah, turn off PhysX. <laughs> and then it works. And then it didn't work. Who knows? So then I tried to run it directly from the Steam folder. Nope, because then it told me, you need the NVIDIA PlayX folder. Damn uh... it. So I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, which took forever considering... Actually, no, considering my internet provider, that wasn't forever. And it took... This time it did actually eventually work after a good three minutes or so of waiting to see. My, my screen went blank. Is anything going to happen? I swear, something's supposed to happen now. And then it took me to the title screen, and I finally got to do something. And and that explains why I haven't gotten very far, because, damn, getting this thing working was a pain. I know, right? I'm and... sorry, hon. And Mike got further than I did, because I downloaded... See, I've had my account for some time. I bought it on Super Sale because one of the RP Gamer staff said, Phil, it's it's kind of good once you, you know, look past some ugly points. And so uh, I figured, well, it was three bucks. Why not? So I just downloaded it off my Steam account, installed it this weekend, because I had some time to kill, and, yep, got that. I tweeted the Windows 7 error I got. And, yeah, I saw those posts on the forums about disabling... Physics and other crap. I'm like, no, that that's no, that 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 doesn't end well for Phil. I, I can just tell if I start messing with crap. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, if you do want to try the game, it does go on sale a lot. Um, obviously, I'm going to say play the PS3 version because apparently it's the least destroyed. You can find it in a bargain bin in most EBs for like maybe ten bucks. You can find it if if you're bold and daring, you can find a CD copy of Alpha Protocol at your local Dollarama, bundled with something terrible for $3. Yep. If you got the uh, Xbox 360, you can get it off of um, Amazon brand new for 7 bucks, And uh, PlayStation 3 is, uh, I see one here for 13 13 No, here's one for 11 so on Amazon. So and you, then... you can get it pretty cheap. And then, like I said, Steam sale, it goes between three and five bucks sometimes, so... Just be ready to fight. Exactly, just be ready to fight with it a little bit, mm. unfortunately. Otherwise, yeah. like I said... Some people seem to have no troubles. Other people do. You won't know which kind you are until you put it on. 
But uh, definitely, you know, and that's kind of so. I I spent some of my time this weekend watching Let's Plays and uh, Angry Joe's review was really hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, if you look at it as a role playing, it's interesting. We have that discussion from time to time about if you had a role playing with great combat, crappy story versus the opposite. So this is where you finally got the opposite. You got a, a combat system here that just really sucks. Win, but every reviewer who talks about who's played through it will tell you that the dialogue options and the way they have an impact on the story is some of the best work done. So it is it is the most obsidiany of all obsidian games. I really did love it. It is it is glorious story and characters and oh god, oh god, everything. And else. that's just it. The story in this game is fantastic. And then when you get to the lead up and the reveals for you know what Thornton's actually up to and what the evil and evil beings are doing it's it's fantastic like it really is and they do a great job of playing you into the hand of being a double agent mm. sort of thing um i love like i said i love that aspect of this game and the writing is snappy it's cheeky and i love it i do i do i think it's great um but the gameplay just sucks utter balls um, and I don't recommend the gameplay side of it, which too bad you gotta play. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, so read, uh, read, take take y'all's advice, pistols or whatnot, or read a fact. Stealth, stealth pistols, uh, electronics, electronics, lock picking, and then you're good. Some kung fu. Oh, yeah, oh, kung fu is often more efficient than firearms. Well, like once you have stealth, you have this ability where when people spot you, you turn invisible for like twelve seconds. At which point you can just walk up and punch them. It's fantastic. It's really great when you're in the early phases of infiltration where it's still sort of a one-on-one scenario. Because it's like, oh, I've been spotted. Oh, wait, now I'm invisible. Let's karate chop him in the throat. Ha-ha, I have won. Yeah, I'm kind of liking this because you get absolutely no buffer zone between when they spot you and when they start shooting for stealth to work otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. For, for, for particular... For, quite stupid guys in most other ways they are remarkably adept at spotting you as somebody that must be shot on sight yeah fortunately stealth gives you psychic powers that tells you where everyone is and what direction they're facing Hmm. so that is that is psychic and handy yes so our our collective recommendation is a try it out or buy it that it's really cheap with some caveat there you go do do your best uh, I will mention that there's a YouTube channel called Disclosure Alert that did a pretty good um, Let's Play with sort of a game design commentary bent uh, for the what the actual babble was about, so it's worth... So if you're curious uh, to see the ins and outs of the game without necessarily having to deal with... Um, really, really bad boss fights and really bad gameplay. Having to triple tap guys in the head on a dice roll to kill them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Cool. Well, we're going to thank you all very much. We're going to take a teeny tiny little break, and we're going to come back with a blast from the recent past segment. Hold on tight.
This is the Blast from the Recent Past, where we talk about games that came out about two years ago, and we give you our opinion about whether or not they're worth it, or whether, if you have them in your backlog, you should just use them as a coaster. Uh, the first game on our list uh, for this month is Disgaea D2, A Brighter Darkness. This was developed oh, by Nippon... I'm an assassin! Nice to meet ya! Hi, Jesus. And the only answer to this game is, go ask wheels. Let me Done. finish. Let me finish my freaking introduction. Done. Developed by Nippon yeah. Ichi Software, published by NIS America. This was released in North America on October 8, 2013. A single-player tactical RPG with cute characters. Which again, Damn my it. response: is, Go ask Wheels. Done. But, let's move but to Agrist War. No, let's move to Agrist War because I, Wheels wrote a review. Go check that out. Disgust uh, no, no, War. We have go. to talk about this. We can't just Disgust <laughs> because you love Agorist War so much. Damn. No, you really don't. No? Gosh, it's just, a game just because with- you love Agorist War doesn't mean you oh, need to like I love Agorist War. That's why I want to talk about it. Gaia D2 in a closet. <laughs> No, it can go in a closet. It's a Disgaea game. Either you like it or you don't. It is totally fresh <laughs> and original. Okay? <laughs> I'm it, calling BS. Let's move on. Okay, it's it's got Laharl. No, I mean, that's original, right? I mean, he's been a, gone for so long. And Phil, and, Phil I love you. It's... it's Two Agarest, two Agarest War. And, and it that, got... Hey, hey, that, Niels gave it a four that, out of five, so it must be awesome. That, so... Segment over. Segment it's over. not over. We still got like eight more games on here. Okay, so next all right, here we go. Score. Record. Let me finish my. I swear, <laughs> I'm going to fly to wherever you live at and share this vodka with you. All right, record of Agoras. You guys are driving me to drink. You, you are responsible for my. You know, damnedest thing feels more addictions. than happy to let the two of us run this show when we're half the time, but apparently. Rapid firing blast from the recent past. That's not allowed. No, no, you just destroyed Disgaea D two, a, a treasure in in, in our, of an RPG, and you guys just ran over it like Let's it's some it piece Agarest of War. fodder. All right, Record of Agorist War, developed by Idea Factory, published in North America by Axis Games. This was released in the PlayStation three, Xbox three hundred and sixty, Microsoft Windows, Android OS, and iOS. I'd rather have a blow to diarrhea dump in my ear. I'd rather eat the rotten asshole of a roadkill skunk and down it with beer. So in other words... This game fucking sucks, it's sucking fucks, and I don't like it. Done! Okay, but it's got beautiful characters on the front. They got big anime eyes. Okay, can we remember Plus? We can do this. We can do this in two minutes. We're how can you? How can you not like Agoras War? Nobody likes Agoras War. God, Phil, what, like, what are you living in? Sam, like, Sam, Sam. Okay, you are forgetting those two people who registered on our forums just to tell me how wrong I was yeah. because they loved it. What they about them? How I could possibly oh, have spent what? so much time guess on the game. Where's their voice? Time for uh, a band. We banned them. That is where their voices. It was actually not they never came back. They never had anything else to say. Detrimental to the community, so we moved the hell on to Atelier. Wait, 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 wait! I'm reading this review at RP Gamer for Agoras by this guy called Mike, and it's got this beautiful picture of this woman with a tushy. I mean, what's wrong with that? Don't talk about it. You know, you don't have to. 
We, you don't have to bring up this pain all over again. <laughs> Phil, Phil just Phil? love you right now. Phil? So we're going to Atelier. I, the thought we, I thought we talked about this, Phil. I thought I showed you a different picture from this game, and you said, Ew, get that away from me. Oh, you Why know what? You Atelier Maruru. Wow, look at that game. Wow, we got to talk about Atelier. Wow, we need to move on. Wow, wow. Those and the setting design <laughs> makes no sense. <sighs> Atelier. For no reason. Oh my gosh, I have to do the introduction, guys. It is in my contract. Beautiful Germany, by the way. You have to let. weird purple pillars everywhere. You have to let me. There's still purple pillars everywhere. The introduction! Atelier Maruru, the Apprentice of Arlen Plus, developed by Gus, published in North America by NIS America and Tecmo Koei. This was released on the PlayStation Vita on June 22nd or something. I don't remember. Was it? No, that's the PlayStation. Who cares? Two years ago. A single it's player. Vita, RPG. It's basically a port of the PS3 version. Um, but it's Plus. The Mask, the Mask G is still the best character. Um, it's still the same freaking game on PS3. I hate when they call it Plus because I think that's BS. Next game. But it's Plus. No, there's actually nothing that makes it Plus. That's the best part. Go it read did. my review. I gave it 3.5. It's never V. Okay. So this oh. Sam, this person named Sam Marshmallow gave it a 3.5 out of 5. She mentions the fun localization and cast of characters. Development that's aspect. That. What's that? I said that. Okay. I said that there was good development aspects. Yeah. Uh, um, the characters are really cute. Good localization. Addictive uh, item same, creation. It's still the same freaking game you played years ago. Moving on to Pokemon. The power is in the palm of your hand like a Pokeball. Atelier. Rorona in the palm of your hand. Does that mean anything to you? No, Phil. Let's go. Everybody wants to be a master. Everyone the master of the wants to be the one. Now. You gotta catch them all. Pokemon X and Y, developed by Game Freak, published by the Pokemon Company. This was released on the Nintendo 3DS. It's actually called the Pokemon Company. Oh, for the love of Pete, yes, it is actually called the Pokemon Company. Released uh, in North America on October 12th, 2013, two years ago. This is a single and multiplayer RPG collect-em-all experience. And this one is really fun and was a nice breath of fresh air that the Pokemon series needed. I actually quite liked this one a lot. I liked it. The, the little Pokemon actually, you know, talk in the game instead of going, eh, eh. Well, not just that. Like, the graphical overhaul Graphic. actually was really great for the mm-hmm. game. And, oh, no, just, I really liked this one. I thought the story was a little lacking at times. But, I mean, it's a Pokemon game, so what do you expect? I'm friends a- were the best of friends, and it's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pokemon X and Y is pretty good. Um, yeah. Definitely a good start to the 3DS generation. Next is Force. I agree. That Would you let me is my opinion? Does my opinion not mean anything? Care. Look, just because I'm drinking doesn't mean my opinion doesn't matter, okay? I think no. Pokemon XY was awesome because I played on 3DS too, okay? And and you know what? I I don't like any of the Pokemon games after like the first one or two of them because they all are the same. They are the same. But Pokemon X feels at least a little different because it actually updated some crap, okay? It's a little different, okay. All right, for moving you, on. Phil. I'm glad All you right. contributed. Thank you. I need validation. Nobody played Forced, but <sighs> apparently it just came out on PS4. And it, in the slightly better edition, what are you which talking? I like that oh, they've forced. given it uh, the title Slightly Very Better, better edition. edition. Oh, I can appreciate this naming schema going forward into the console generation. I look forward heartily to... Uncharted, slightly better edition. Thumbs <laughs> let us, up. Let us, 
Next game. Let us talk about the mind-blowing, the awesome Tales of Zelia, developed by Namco Tales Studios, published by Namco Bandai Games. This was released in North America on August 6, 2013, a single-player and co-op RPG experience. And, and this is awesome because Adrian Den Alden, a very harsh critical reviewer, gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Instant balls! <laughs> Wrong Tales game, but it's still great. No, um, but that is the one. No, it's not. It comes it's from Graces. It comes no, it's from Graces. That's Zillia. Zillia Graces are a different game. All the PS3, all of the PS3 Tales games are the same Tales game in my brain. There's a lot of people wearing plushies on their heads. Actually, that was like the best. Balls. That was the best part of the whole game is the fact that if you imported your save data from no, like, you didn't have to import it. Just had to. If it saw it was on your hard yes, drive. Yes, that's what it was. If it knew that it was on your hard drive, you could get little plushies, and it was really cute. I don't remember if it was in the first Zillia game, but I know in the second game you could put plushies on your head. So my whole game, I had Mila running around with a jude on her head, which was pretty funny. Mila needs to wear pants, though. That was, like, my only complaint with this God game. God should wear pants. God should wear pants. Like, she is God, so she should wear pants. Maybe. And um, she isn't because uh, that's just the tale's... Well, no, she she is like, you know, youngster Joey from Pokemon in that shorts are comfortable and easy to wear. But then you should also strap strappy things around your thighs for some reason. Maybe. In any case, Zillia is actually a pretty good Tales game. Just ignore that disgusting sequel that came out, and it really, really, really... It, oh my god, it's terrible. But Zillia's good, and Zillia is interesting because it's the first time they're giving you a dual protagonist uh, situation. So you can Except play it's not good. Except it's not a good dual protagonist. It's not. Um, There's clearly the protagonist that gives you the story and the thing you do on your new game plus run for the giggles. Which is, like I said, it's kind of annoying because everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't play as Meals first. You don't get enough of the story. And my logic is, if they gave me both options, then I can pick whoever the crap I want and I don't care. Because I'm a grouch. And if I want to be the hot chick, and not the guy who's afraid of the word... What is it that he was afraid of? What was he called? The boobies? Bazongas. Bazongas. Bazongas? Yes. Bazonga. So, okay, let me explain. you making me think of chewing gum. <laughs> okay, this is the only game that's worth slightly more than two minutes. There is a scene in Tales of Zillia wherein Rowan and Alvin teach Jude about breasts. And they talk about how bazongas are the most sacred thing in the world and that when you find a pair of bazongas that you truly love <laughs> no that's South Park but close enough it's, it's the same lecture <laughs> it's the same lecture only it's given to you by like a really hot pretty boy and a creepy old man speaking of which creepy old man was actually my favorite character in this game so no Zillia's actually good like if you like Tales Zillia's actually a good good game um, not everybody likes the combat system. I really dug it because it's got this unique linking system that's just really spiffy. Um, and yeah. Linking with bazongas. You can tell we're married. It's okay. Sam appreciates my references to bazongas. You just appreciate bazongas, my dear. Who doesn't appreciate a good bazonga? Donald Trump. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. Don, I'm, I'm sure if you pressed him on it, he would probably Stephen admit Stephen Harper? <laughs> Stephen Harper is some sort of fish man trying to pose as a politician. So that was blast from the recent past. We did it in less than 15 minutes. Yeah! yeah. Mm, let's oh, see. Still, you're fine. Let's get to the final lap. 
No, no, we still got 2.3 minutes to fill no, up. No, Scott and I should have thought about that before you rushed through it. Scott and I have been up since 5 a.m. You're going to be kind and get to the final lap. You know, we're falling asleep. No, you're not. You keep cutting out. You're full of energy. You're not. No, no. You just tried to take advantage of me because I've been drinking. You're driving me to drink. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You and oh. Alpha Protocol. I like Alpha Protocol. We're going to go upstairs and cuddle in the bed. <sighs> well, fine. While you do that, we're going to play some music. You're going to go right cuddle back. with a game disc? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, because he doesn't understand. Okay, I'm stopping this. We're transitioning now. Hear the music? It's coming in right now. We're transitioning. <laughs> Returned, and this is the final lap where we do all kinds of kitchen sinky stuff and read your comments. Except we have no comments, so we're not reading them. So, a couple things before we get started. Mike Minky, do yes, you ma'am. know who the Prime Minister of Canada is? Now? Now! Now! Dun, I have not dun, checked the election dun, results, dun, I'm sorry. Dun, dun, His name is Justin Trudeau. If you look he, up yeah, pictures he, of him, he's the he has son done of, a lot of ridiculous things. He's the son of Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Yes. And he's so like, he is a legacy child. But go look up pictures of him. They're kind I of I have hilarious. seen a couple. The Economist does mention him a lot. See, the only other leader I know about is my good friend Kim Jong-un. He is awesome! <laughs> well, he does run Best Korea the best way possible. Yeah, best he does. Oh, yeah. How's oh. it going? Like, it's been a while since I've been here, and I was supposed to be on that last show, except I was really ill. And I feel really bad about that. So I'm here now! Yeah. Sup party people. What? Yeah, up? I mean, this is your chance to tell us if SMT4 was uh, undeservedly cast in the mediocre lot last time or if we were all Oh, right. it's totally mediocre. Okay. 
Um, I was mad because I thought I was like totally dating Isabeau by the end of the game, and the game was like, nope. And I was like, done. Don't care anymore, game. I did finish it though, actually. So that says something right there. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty mediocre. And then I, I did not play Soul Hackers yet because I'm kind of afraid of it, but I will. On easy, point. it's not that bad. Well, it's just more of when you play one SMT game, you don't want to play another one for a while. For a while. Yeah. So I'm in that. I'm in my break period. I'll probably pick that one up next, unless you know something else comes my way. Or Persona Q. I haven't decided yet. So yeah, we we got a couple of retro game news bits, and as you know, RP Gamer is your source for all kinds of RPG news, including our favorite type, retro RPG news. Cassandra Ramos. Is, uh, has written a little article and posted some uh, videos about the uh, reintroduction of some characters from Odin Sphere, the, the HD re-release that they're working on, remake. I'm super looking forward to that because I love so the original. Pretty. So pretty. Oh, so so pretty. I wonder if it won't have the super slowdown anymore. Well, I'm sure it won't. I think that's sort you of... You know what? Will... They have to keep it. I think you have to keep it some because some of those battles... Yeah. Some of those battles are really hard without it. Hey, and check... Check it out. Speaking of really beautiful, awesome RPGs, we got Mugen Souls coming to Steam very soon. Another one where we just wish that we had Mr. Apps on so that he could tell us how memorable it is. No, no, you just, you make him cry, and then he cries a little bit more, and then, yeah, he just cries a lot. Don't, let, like, let's not hurt his feelings. Check anymore. it out. If you, you buy the, the Steam PC version, you get, like, a kajillion pieces of DLC for free, you know, that people paid for on the, the console version. And, like, yeah, a dozen... people paid for things. And a dozen of them are called Jiggly Transmission, an equipment pack, 1 through 12. Oh, God. Jiggly Transmission. <laughs> I am so over Mugen Souls. I tried to play the sequel for review. I could barely get through it because, oh my god, it's garbage. Garbage. Okay. And we don't need to speak anymore about movies. Yeah, so. we'll try to be with something more positive, uh, or maybe not. Uh, Mr. Uh, Michael Jumason Minky wrote an art, uh, review for Cronus Arc, a retro style RPG that I believe has been recently released. Sure. It was recently released on 3DS after all. Uh, all of two people, I'm sure, and one of them took breaks all day, ported it from the cell phones on which it originated, and uh, yeah, it's it definitely a game. A game. It, it is play. a game. If you look at it from a distance, you might go, hey, that does look kind of ret- retro-y, and then you start to play it, and you go, ah, this is what a Super Nintendo RPG would have been like if there were no quality control at all. Let's put it this way, Mike. You get to join the club that is exclusive to Alex Fuller and I, which is you finished a Chemco game. I did. And it's misery. Oh, it was so much... But it was so much fun, Sam, when the final boss kicked my butt and I realized that I had to go grind for a while, so I did. It was pretty easy to grind, I'll give it that. I spent, like, two hours and went up 27 levels, and I tried it again, and I still barely pulled out a win. But, yeah. No, Chemco games have bizarre... Um, oh, and then it had such a wonderful ending. The ending was so great. <laughs> this is this is just in with the Chemco games because I remember when I played Grincia. Grincia had s- such an unbalanced challenge level because I had the same problem with the final boss fight in Grincia, except I also had to deal with all the crashing that was happening in it. Yep. Whereas I played End of Eternity, and that game was completely easy all the way through. So it's like there's no consistency in anything that they make. Um, and Chemco's not worth any more airtime. 
So screw you, Chemco. Also, screw you, Sword Art Online, because I know that's the next thing you're going to ask me, Phil, is I reviewed that game. It's a piece of crap, and we don't need to talk about it because Sword Art Online fans should be embarrassed that they like it. So hopefully they're not playing it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't play it. Is there, is there a GameFAQs thread devoted to review yet? Probably not, and I doubt it because I was a little bit on the late side. It took me almost two months to get through most of it, and I actually didn't beat it, which never happens. I usually beat all my review games. This is one of the few where I was like, no, I, I really hate myself, and, and I, can't, I can't. I'd rather go pick up dog poop or do my laundry than play this game. And it's sad when you tell people that you'd rather play X-Cave again, because at least X-Cave was a functional, not... Like, it was boring, but at least it was short. But you I played X-Cave too, right? Yeah, and it was short. Although um, it was still longer than the first one. It was longer than the first one. But you know what? Again, I compare my seven hours with X-Cave 2 to my 35, almost 40 hours with Sword Art Online, and yeah, I'd, I'd still rather play X-Cave. But I'm reviewing a better game, so I'm really happy because I'm the reviewer for Dragon Quest Heroes. It still has the same amount of music as Sword Art. <laughs> you know what? I am loving it for the sheer fact that it is the best form of Dragon Quest fan fodder I've had in a long time. It makes me smile. The king slimes are really cute, and they wibble, and I love that they wibble. Um, and it's just a really fun game. Like I'm enjoying it. Um, obviously, if you don't like Muso style games, don't play it because it's a Muso style game. But the Dragon Quest aesthetics actually work really well with it, which is surprising. So it still has the RPG parts. Um, you know, you level. Um, it has like all the Dragon Quest mechanics, and that you know you you can pick up on some quests. You can. Fight a dragon, maybe murder some slime, grind to your heart's content. Yay! So it's a Dragon Quest game. Um, and it's quite fun. So, you know, if you like that kind of thing, but like I said, if you don't like Musou games, don't play it. If you're cool with Musou games, check it out. It's really good. And if this means it's our chance to get uh, Dragon Quest 7 and 8 and Builders and, and 10 and Slime, um, Slime 3, Wait, uh, I'm I, all I, for I think, it. I think 10's boat might have passed by now. 10's boat totally passed, but maybe 11. Because 11 looks like it's a return to form. So, yeah. Dragon Quest Heroes. Pretty good game. What have you been playing, Scott? I have uh, been... Whoa, 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 whoa. Somehow you guys totally transitioned. I wasn't done with the news yet. You know what? No. No. Because you talk news, faster uh... than fast. Also, 5 a.m. So, so, 5 a.m. Well, no. I, me too. Me too. I had to go to work no. at 7 a.m. So I had to be up at 5. So, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> have any of y'all played Sword Coast Legends? That's what Scott was going to talk about. I, I am Sword Coasting right now. Does anybody, anybody on this podcast, has anyone played Sword Coast Legends? <laughs> I just spent, anybody? I just did the most D&D-ish thing ever, apparently, which is do a side quest to open a goddamn door. Because, you know, door side quests, everybody loves those. <sighs> Sword Coast Speaking is- of being upset with Obsidian, I'm still never going to forgive them for Neverwinter Nights 2. Door quests. Tour. Door quests. Plural. A matryoshka of side quests to open a door that doesn't even matter. It, it makes him rage. Let's not bring this topic up Somebody anymore. Somebody has to open the doors. Yeah, my yeah. butt. My butt. Let's go. Sword Coast. It's generic as all hell. I'm, That's uh, exactly what you were thinking. Yes, it, it's hella generic. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's surprising because normally, because of the way Steam does its reviews, uh, it tends to score high 
than critic websites because, I mean, you either give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So essentially, if you even sort of remotely like it, you give it a thumbs up. Most people, yeah. So their percentages end up pretty high. But uh, even on this one, it's only 58%. <laughs> so that's not too it's good. Not, Is it really that bad? It, it's not bad. It's just sort of like, well, There's it's nothing there. special. It's... I have yet to see anything special. I have spent... I spent two hours doing a side quest to open a door. Like, seriously, that's the best you've got, game. We got some I problems. I mean, there's potential in the modules out there, but those are... You have to play those co-ops, so it's going to be a tricky thing to manage for... So, yeah. That's that's Sword Coast, man. Mm-mm-mm. And my brother's saying, Phil, I, I should get this. I should buy this. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking you better hold on to your buddy. Wait for some reviews or something. Well, that's just it. There hasn't been many reviews out yet. So, I mean, I think once this podcast goes up, maybe a few more will be up and, you know, can take a looky-loo. But otherwise, I mean, it's... Oh. I've been watching Scott play it. It's not that interesting. Wait, wait. They got a quote here from On RPG. Honestly, I love this game. It's basically everything I wanted in a Dutch Dragons game since Neverwinter Nights. In a lot of ways, I view it as a spiritual successor to the series, taking place in the same world with many of the same important NPCs likely still alive and influencing the world. Oh, I know On RPG. They're idiots. <laughs> well, what about VG Network, who's given it an 8.5 out of 10? Dungeon Dragons has returned in grand style. That, that doesn't mean right. anything. Huh? That means nothing. Okay, okay, what about Hardcore Gamer? They gave oh, it a 4 out of 5. Hardcore Gamer? Oh, sorry, Hard- I you said Hardcore Gaming. Hardcore Gamer. I mean, they're Hardcore Gamers after all. They give it a 4 out of 5. That's a great score. Sword Coast Legends is a solid loot crawl with more options than most games of its kind. Can, can we stop? Wow. This is just wow. making me sad. Sad face is sad. Yeah, as much as I like Dungeon Dragons games of all all shapes and sizes, I would say uh, hold on to your money on this one. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. So what have you been up to, Minky? What, 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 what about Scott? Did he even finish his turn? Uh, well, I was sword coasting, and it's generic. He also plays the Witcher. And I'm Witchering. Um, I'm three? Doing, yeah, three. I'm okay. doing Hearts of Stone. Um... I mean, it's hard. It, That's all I noticed. It it's pretty hard, uh, and I'm into I guess I'm I'm into the second act where act of the DLC where it broadens out and I get to hang out with the characters a little more. I've, I'm liking that side of it. I did not like having to uh, get into a fight with a giant toad seven or nine team times. Yeah, that was brutal. Also, I'm sorry, guys. I really gotta go. I'm starting to fall asleep, and my stomach's curdling over from today. Oh, but Sam, I was gonna ask you if you'd listen oh. to any of those wonderful clips from Chaos Wars. I did, and then I immediately shut them off. I find That's them hypnotically hilarious. This is this is beyond your garden variety terrible voice acting. This is this is negative ten, negative eleven, even. It is pretty brilliant, admittedly. <laughs> That's actually the best part of the game for me because it's it's it makes me laugh and nothing else in the game makes me laugh at all. Unless it is that the enemies who also have to suffer. Ha ha, the game decided that your move was going to randomly change when you used it. Ha ha! Indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally played that Chronos Arc thing, but we already know all about that. Um, uh, what else is there? 
No, I, I have something new, but I, I am trying to make my stupid internet register so that I can download it on my 3DS, and until then I can't say anything about it. So uh, but... I know what game you have. What I will have once it downloads. is Stella Glow. It is, or it will be whenever I have the data on my machine. You stupid... Internet. I don't, know. I, I don't know why the 3DS is stubbornly saying that there is no connection. I'm talking to you with a wireless connection right now. Why can't the 3DS notice this? I don't know. It's Nintendo. That's all I've got. Wizards only, fool. <laughs> Yay! And I watched a bunch of Rift Tracks lately because I was Rift in Tracks. That. They're good. What's the latest one they've done? Right. Uh, it's that Van Damme thing. Uh, I just watched Death Sentence. Or, no, Death Promise. That was pretty good. Anyway, I'm keeping it short too. Night, Sam. Oh, she's already, she's already gone. gone. Okay. <laughs> well, gosh, we just did last recording just a just a week ago, and I tried doing well, alpha. Didn't. didn't we? It feels no, it was, like it was, oh, it was I just edited stuff. it a week ago. <laughs> That's what it was. I put it together a week ago, so it feels like it's just yesterday to me. Uh, shoot. No, I've been I've been super super busy myself too. So um, I haven't been doing too too much. Playing a little more Diablo with the friends and stuff. Some Hearthstone. Um, some handheld stuff. Got Legend of Legacy. Speaking of kind of retro RPGs, it re- is reminding me uh, a lot of um, Saga Frontier, where you pick the seven. You got seven characters to pick from from the beginning. Uh, as far as I can tell, your stats kind of go up based on you use them, just like Saga Frontier or any of the Saga games for that matter, for the most part. Um, really kind of cute. That may be deliberate. Yeah, yeah, very cutesy, anime-ish uh, type of graphics. Uh, the character stories, uh, you play seven different characters whose stories kind of interweave. Um, so I haven't put that much time into it yet, but very cutesy graphics and everything. So very retro-y, RPG-y feel to it. Seems like the the handheld is a real good place to be for solid retro, new retro RPGs. Because a lot of the PC stuff, as we kind of been pointing out, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's made in RPG Maker, I swear. Um, Or it's a port of a terrible PlayStation 3 JRPG. Yeah, yeah. So if you want something fresh that still feels retro-y, might want to look to your DS or your Vita. Um, or your PSP for that matter. I got Summon Nights Five coming at some point here. It's supposed, to, I think, the next couple of weeks. Summon Nights Five. Maybe we are talking about Victor Ireland here, right? You know, next month, two years from now, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Just Mm-mm-mm. okay. About it. Anything else? Um, no. All right, I'll just remind everybody that RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your favorite source for news, reviews, and home to the best gaming community on the net. You can check out all of our previous shows as well as our 13 sister shows we have now um, over at RPGamer.com. Scott does one of them, doesn't he? I do. What's it called, Scott? It's the Active Topical Banter Show, a monthly roundtable about game design and game business and a little bit of game community. Uh, where we yell at each other for about an hour, and then you decide which of us is right. And if you disagree, I ban you. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no. I won't ban you, but I'll give you an embarrassing forum avatar. Which will also happen if you don't know how to spell or use commas. Mm, This seems to remind me of someone recently, but I can't imagine who. Maybe it was someone who was partially named for a large North American mammal in the North? You know what? Uh, it, it seems familiar, and I'm sure that guy deserves deserved it. And 
you know, there was some unjust emails related to the aftermath of that. <laughs> and I think I've noticed that he came back and uh, also showed that he had learned nothing from the experience, which is very dispiriting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyways, uh, head over to rpgamer.com, head over to our forums, leave us some comments, share your thoughts, chit-chat about Alpha Protocol. Protocol or anything else that's on your mind, a retro RPG. We would love to hear from you. Join us in a couple of weeks for our next show, RPG Backtrack number 155, Lunar Excursion, where we will be talking about Lunar the Silver Star, the Silver Star story complete, and Silver Star Har- How many Silver Stars are there, Minky? Seven. Oh, like Dragon me. Balls. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Silver Star. Yeah, see, there, there's a lot of silver that stars. That song is still not. stuck into my head to this day. Da, what? Da, 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 something, something, dreams. Yeah, oh yeah, it's still stuck in my head. From silver, whatever. Anyways, um, so. Oh, I, uh, I thought you were going to talk about the one from Sega CD that got stuck in Max Head and still is all these years yeah, later. Yeah, I think that's the one. It probably was. I have no clue what platform I played it on. I just remember, I think it's PlayStation. You played it on Sega CD? I'm no, astonished, Phil. I think it's PlayStation. <laughs> Wasn't there one on PlayStation? Yes. Okay, cool. That's probably the one I played. It came like in a collector's edition box with all kinds of spiffs. Oh, I better make sure we talk about Lunar Legends, the same damn game. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> so head over to rpgamer.com. Um, and this is Phil. That's Mike. That's Scott. Sam went bye-bye. Thank all of y'all for being on the show. I'm going bye-bye now. Y'all have a good night. Oh, wait, wait, Mike. Do you want to say anything before we go to bed? I'm waiting for the best possible rendition of Spy RPG I'm sure it'll come someday, and maybe Obsidian will get to do it if it's given all the time it needs. Well, uh, depending on some crowdfunding, that could be the guys at Pyrodactyl that do it. 